guys what is going on how are you Danny is this can we talk now <laughs> yeah let me start over now it's time for Woodwards with Friends your host, Kale Davidoff. O'Neill's been terrific with the rugby-style punts. Nothing will stand in our way. Can't allow a block. I will finish. Nobody back deep from Michigan yep. State. What you started. Oh, he has trouble with the snap! And the ball is free! It's picked up by Michigan State! Jalen wants Jackson! And he scores! On the last play of the Guys, what a week. It's like all of my fan worlds are colliding. We have the amazing win of Michigan State in Ann Arbor last weekend. We have the release of the last Star Wars trailer for The Force Awakens. And today is Back to the Future Day. It's like we're in some sort of temporal junction point for the entire space-time continuum. Or it could be just a giant coincidence. Danny, Kelly, how are you guys doing this week? Are you as ecstatic about life as I am at this moment in time? Totally. No. I, uh, I went to the doctor. It turns out I'm clean. That's almost on par with the new Star Wars trailer being released in terms of excitement. Almost. Almost. This is a, it's been amazing. It's been an amazing week and entertainment and my fan uh, passions have come alive in every best way. Uh, welcome to Woodwards with Friends. My name's Kale. I'm here as I am every once in a while with my friends Danny and Kelly. We're old college classmates that get together through Skype every week in uh, hopes of keeping our friendships alive. We talked last week, guys, about um, we touched on the Michigan Michigan State game and how... Uh, we were excited for it as Michigan State students, former students. We got to talk about Kelly. Yeah, I mean, I thought that the focus of the game was, you know, me kind of, you know, throughout. Uh, they wouldn't stop talking about me. It got kind of old. <laughs> <laughs> Who, the announcers? Yeah, and just, you know, the coaches and uh, the yeah, yeah, band yeah, everyone. And, uh, right. you know. No, because, Kelly, I sent a mass email out to a bunch of Woodward's participants the night before the game, and I said, everyone give me your predictions for the game, and you, uh, you know, whoever was the closest prediction would get something special from me. Your, your prediction was Michigan State 3 points, University of Michigan 0 as the final score of the game. So what's hilarious is you texted our group chat, um, I believe, when... Uh, Michigan got the ball back with about a minute and two minutes left in the game or whatever. And you just texted and said, Kale, I'd like to change my prediction. <laughs> and I gave you, and I, and I gave you the thumbs up. And then 20 minutes later, no, that's not true. Um, a few minutes later, right before Michigan snapped it to punt the ball, you said, we got this. Yeah, it was, I mean... You called it! Kelly, you called it! Yeah, I I mean, frankly, it was amazing. And I just like to... How did you know? I just like to give myself how, a pat on the back. How did you know? How did I know? I mean, Michigan State is just that team. It's just... I felt... I mean, I knew it was just kind of... I was just kind of saying it to be silly. <laughs> but <laughs> no, at don't, the same time, it's just... Don't discount, don't discount your prophecy. Well, yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, I was very comfortable in saying that, you know, there was a solid chance. You've got, like, the... What was it? Like, the Little Giants play uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, that yeah, was just yeah. insane. Uh, was that against Wisconsin or was it Notre Dame? That was Wisconsin. Oh, no, sorry. Little Giants was Notre Dame. And then you've yeah. got the Wisconsin game where they threw that insane uh, Hail Mary. Insane. It was like the most one of the most ridiculous plays I've ever seen watching football. Um, and then you've got like the Cotton Bowl, uh, which mm -hmm. that was mm -hmm. last year, right? 
Yeah, that was, yeah, it was this last And bowl. there are all these games that Michigan State, they're just like, nope, they're not going to win. And, like, you know, before the game and then during the game, they're like, yeah, they're not going to win as we, you know, expected. And, you know, the game is going the way that everyone's expecting it to. And at the last moment, Michigan State just, like, pulls it out. So They led for zero seconds. They led the game for zero seconds. Yeah. Danny, you were there. I was. You were in the middle of all of that. You were at the one of the greatest sports games I've ever watched in my life. You were at it. Yeah. You were the Michigan State fan in a sea of maize and blue. And I want to. I have. I actually haven't really even talked to you about Wait, it. Wait. So, so you were there, Danny. You like. Uh, you were at the game. Yeah. Yeah, I was at the game. What was that like? Because I've seen all the videos, obviously, and like you know, it, which are hilarious. Yeah, all so the memes. Good. Everything yeah. about it is amazing. It was crazy because I. I didn't even like. I didn't go nuts. I didn't even make a sound, really. Like, it was what was so. <laughs> wait, were you? So, wait, wait, hold up, hold up. Were you? Um, were you near it, or were you on the opposite side of the field? Um, I was on the side of the field that the touchdown was, but I was like up and I was up pretty high up in the corner there, but okay, the corner of right. that uh, end zone, and right, and at the at the big house, you might as well be that, like in Celine. Yeah, no, yeah, it was like you shouldn't <laughs> ever do that. <laughs> okay, so so you so you saw it happen and were just like in shock, or just you didn't want to you just didn't want to make everyone around you feel bad. It was it was shock, and then it was like it was so much. There was so much like personal satisfaction that I didn't really have to do anything. Like it was weird because <laughs> the 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 stadium like it felt like a vacuum when it happened like there was so much noise and then the noise turned into this panic noise that like was like a terrifying like, like a grumble of uh uncertainty and then it was just so... uh! yes exactly and think of like you know 100,000 people doing that and then it was so <laughs> quiet that it was like you could even breathe like the air was being sucked out of the stadium and i actually felt bad for my brother because he be... <laughs> We were in, I was in, he's in law school there, and so I was like in the law school section, and there weren't a lot of uh-huh. intense football fans there, you know, it was a lot of like, mm-hmm. people in the Michigan law school that were just kind of like, clueless to yeah. what was going on, <laughs> and then there were a couple right. of fans, you know, and my brother's one, like yeah. a very intense fan, um, and he was so excited, because he had been waiting for so many years, you know, just <laughs> shove this in your face, <laughs> and I mean, he was like <laughs> hugging his buddies on that fourth in, in uh, what was it sixteen, and I was like, I felt like I had this pit in my stomach, but I kind of wasn't letting myself go there. I was like, whatever, you know, I'm just gonna like use the situation I'm in, and this will, you know, it's it'll be kind of cool yeah. to see him, you know, super happy about it. <laughs> right, changed. I think we were all we were. I think every Michigan State fan in the world was preparing for like, okay, how am I gonna like deal with the Michigan fans right now in my yeah, life? Right. Am I gonna like, tell what am I gonna post children? on Facebook? Like, uh, right, exactly. And I mean, to be honest, like I couldn't. It it was. You guys aren't shocked at all by the fact that I have a children that I haven't ever told you about. Oh no, we knew actually, but I didn't know that you didn't know. We didn't know. Oh, all right. I babysit well, all the time. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually pay t- child support, so it's kind of awkward. Right. Well, the children are yours anyway, so you might as well. <laughs> oh, man. That's news to me. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving this podcast early. All right. Danny, were you Danny? Were you getting any shit from Michigan fans during the game? Like, were you, no, because they were feel... all, like, nerdy uh, law school students who were like, you'll get them next time. You know, it was just like... <laughs> <laughs> kind of weird. It, like totally, my expectations were totally. And I've heard stories of people getting stuff thrown at them. State fans having. Dude, the you players know, got spit on. Did you hear that? No, I didn't hear that. The, walking into the stadium, the players got spit on. That's why Mark D'Antonio later, when when they won, and he was walking through the tunnel. You see that video where he goes, "Where'd all the Wolverines yeah. go?" Oh, I didn't. And know people that thought people fun. thought Mark was mocking, you know, the fact that all the fans left. But that was just. He was saying that in relation to plant fans being fans spitting on the Spartan football players earlier. Wow, did not know yeah. that. But I, th- I think generally Michigan fans are not that bad. Yeah, I think there's a huge difference between the fans that are there and going to the school there, and then yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. the classic Walmart Wolverine are much more uh, hostile. Yeah. 
But and I was I was also I mean I had this sense of like I didn't want to talk to my Michigan friends because I did there was a, there was this sense of empathy like I felt bad for them. Yeah, um, it was guilty. Like win. I I was te- I was texting Liz after the game. She went to Michigan. Yeah. And, there was no response for a while. Oh man! And I was like, "Uh oh." Yeah. I was, and, and you know, this is like the only sport that she cares about. And I, I just got called her. I was like, I was. It was weird. It was like the saddest conversation ever. <laughs> you were like, I mean, it, I mean, just I, right. I do feel bad for Michigan fans. I want to throw that out there. I mean, Michael Cutler and I, we've been talking about this, and I think we're gonna get a post going on the site about like whether or not, like. Are Michigan State's fans high higher than Michigan fans low is low? I think it's, I, I think the low of that game is lower than the high. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, I, I didn't really know what to say. I remember like walking out of the stadium, like I just kind of laughed, <laughs> and and I don't, I don't. I mean, know. You, you know, there's nothing to say. You know, there's, there, there, all the celebration came later. Did what did you guys? You stayed over there. Yeah, I stayed over there. What did you guys? Did you guys go out? Was he into like having fun, or did he just want to go home and cry? No, we went out. We went home. Um, my parents were there, and my dad, who's a big Michigan fan too, was just distraught. And my mom, um, who just kind of randomly is a Michigan State fan, I think just decided with me because because you went there. Memory. What do you mean randomly? Well, like I think like she just kind of picks you know like is on my side, which, yeah. which is great. And she right. she just kept, I mean, she thought it was hilarious, and I don't think she realized how <laughs> upset my dad was. And she just kept saying things like, "Michigan, you know, like Michigan people, they always think they're gonna win, but they don't. They just don't." <laughs> like stuff like that, and like you know, and that was awesome because it was like it was like the worst kind of, uh, like it was like just oblivious low blows, like. I don't know. Right, right. She didn't know how great. hard it was for them. Yeah. <laughs> I want to point out that, that Vinny is your little brother. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. Um, it was funny. We went to Emory after Emory after the game, me, Jeff, and, uh, and Tony. And, um, you know, Emory is not a sports bar. And there was no one in there with sports clothes on except for our waitress who was wearing a Michigan shirt. And we're all decked out in state stuff. This is after the game. And it was so awkward. It was like the biggest elephant in the room. Like, I, we didn't want to say anything. She didn't say anything. And every time she came to, like, talk to us, because we were talking about the game every time she came to, like, check on us, and we would all get quiet when she got there. Like, we didn't want her to know that we knew that Michigan State won. <laughs> um, and then, so you had something happen to you the next day, right? Yeah, so then... Uh this I want to hear about. Well, it was it Kelly, you in a flash. But uh, this, uh, the morning after, we were walking uh, to get my car from the law school house that we were at. And I was going to go home. And it was just me, my dad, and my brother. And we walked by uh, a sad Jim Harbaugh and two, it looks like family members or friends. Um, and it was just. So this is crazy. You saw Jim Harbaugh the next yeah. day. Yep, and he had his what? head down, and he looked like Charlie Brown. And he was <laughs> walking by, and I, I was – my brother was like, oh, my God, that's Jim Harbaugh. And then my dad was kind of like in his own world, and then <laughs> my brother said, it's Jim Harbaugh. What? It's Jim Harbaugh. What? What? Who is it? It's Jim Harbaugh. And then my dad looks up like way too late and sees him and then just <laughs> – Waits for him to pass and takes out his phone and just starts trying to take pictures of him. <laughs> Did he get one? I don't think so. I don't think so. I didn't. Oh. Even, I didn't we were like, we just kept walking. We're like, Dad, no, now's not the time. Like, <laughs> like it was. So you so didn't want to chirp. No, I almost. There's I no, almost said. I almost said go green. Like no. just because I'm used to like <laughs> just Chirping. naturally doing that. Yeah, but. Right. But his he looked so sad that I just felt like I was like no way, you know. <laughs> it was it was crazy. It was crazy. Fun, fun, fun game. One of the best football games I've ever seen. So I had a question for you guys because um Jalen Watts Jackson, the player who uh grabbed the ball and ran into the end zone and got injured on the celebration. He broke his goddamn hip, you know, and he had surgery the next day. He's out for the season. 
and he kept saying like you know he had a press conference today and said uh, i would do it all over again you know it doesn't matter um you know i've never broken a bone um i, I don't i can't breaking your hips gotta be terribly painful I, I don't even i don't know if i would have the guts to uh to do what he did if i knew i was gonna break my hip have you guys ever done anything? If you, Kelly, I for some reason I imagine you've broke something, but it was totally worth it. Is that not true? Um, I haven't broken anything, but I did have an injury that was totally, you know, at least from I don't know, in my opinion, not worth it. Um, <laughs> so, so it's not the Jalen Watts Jackson effect. This is like you you got injured and you're like why did I, why am i so stupid yeah i mean well i wasn't a why am i so stupid it was i mean it wasn't really it was it was in cross country <laughs> um or, and it wasn't really a uh i don't know it was a weird in- injury i basically got i was you know run so hard by um uh, by my coach that my legs kind of just like um I was just so run down that like my muscles in my legs started like regressing. Like I couldn't finish a race. I couldn't really run yeah. that well. It was just like a condition I had in my legs from just like extreme fatigue and just like, you know, just getting beaten on over and over and over again. This was like before the season even started. So it felt especially mm-hmm. like I went to my first race and I was like, I don't know, cross country and Celine's kind of like a, it's almost like a, uh, like cult status with like how uh, incredibly hardcore people are about it um so it was like i ran the first race as varsity which in cross country i'm not sure if you guys are aware is like a seven man thing so Mm. a place like celine where there's like you know over uh like 100 people on the team it's just like i don't know to do a race like that and not finish it is you feel really like you've disappointed everyone and like that there are just a hundred people looking at you saying like well why didn't they pick me i could have at least finished the race and then it was just like i had to quit and i was a i was a captain um (laughs) which was the other which is the other thing i had to i had to quit because i just i i ran i think like two other races and then i ran a third uh race that i ran at jv and i like won it Mm -hmm. i remember uh which was like really weird because it was like one of my worst times um and uh but yeah then it was just like i would try to like run my actual like speed that i was accustomed to running and i couldn't finish a race doing that um so i had to quit and it was just like all this because i had to like you know uh you know be pushed before it was like even our like time trials or something like that so it was it felt really um i don't know just like yeah felt like it wasted it ruined running on me kind of in a lot of ways and it also just was like why did i waste my time with this right. it ended in such like you know a bad way so i, I know how the opposite feels you know as sort of like <laughs> you know uh mr jackson um yeah. so yeah I, I witnessed you break a bone i think right no i dislocated my shoulder which was actually oh, right. the worst oh, it was the yeah. worst pain i've ever felt in my life i kind of like you know, you see Mel Gibson dislocate his shoulder in every one of his movies, and he always, like, pops it back into place himself. He just kind of grunts, and he's yeah. just like, yeah, now I'm ready to go shoot some more guns. Um, but it is not like that. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it's a terrible pain. Wait, what? what is that story? Was I there? I don't think you were, but it, it was pr- it was one of the most embarrassing moments of my life, I think. Yeah, what, can we talk about it? Yeah, or is I mean, it too I, we were just playing, like, soccer. It was just goof-off soccer. And I was playing goalie, and I dove to uh, save a ball, and um, I landed like on my elbow, kind of like with all my weight on my elbow, because I was you know diving yeah. to save this ball, and um, it just like basically shot my shoulder out of socket, uh, and it was just instant. And I like started. I remember starting to like laugh. Um, I started laughing at first. <laughs> you were like so confused I was, like, at I the pain. I, like, like... And my, my roommate was right next to me and he was like, he got the ball and he, he kicked it away and he's like, you all right? And I was just like, I can't, I was like, I can't get up. Like, I, I don't know. How to <laughs> I don't know what to do. Like, I, so I, I, la- I think that lasted for about 30 seconds. And then it was just such mind numbing pain that like, I remember I was like, slop, like salivating, like slobbering all over uh, myself. Uh, making um, me feel uncomfortable. And it was like, if I, took the effort to um keep the saliva in my mouth it was more painful than if i just slobbered all over myself like a like a baboon and um 
<laughs> and then I, we like we ran. Uh, I think like Lyles was there, and she like gave me and my roommate her keys and let my roommate like drive me to the um, to the hospital because like all these kids like circled around me and they're like, "Oh, I'll pop it back into socket." And they were all oh, kind of no. like, <laughs> "Fuck that!" And I was just like, no. "I was like, nope, like can't, <laughs> like never will any of you touch me." Um, if you don't have a medical de- medical degree, you're not touching me. Yeah, right so now. I, I'm yeah, that that, I remember that was really kind of that was funny, and then I. Um, I remember the other, the one other memorable thing about that. Uh, Hold on, can I ask you about? Wait, is this still about the the shoulder? It is. But I mean, it's quick. It's just basically this guy yeah, was yeah. in the hospital in the emergency room with me, and there was just like I was looking at him the whole time I was there. Uh, it took like a really long time for them to get me into the um, the room, which sucked because it was just such awful pain. And I was looking at this guy, and there was just nothing wrong with him that I could see. And so, mm-hmm. in my state of just like aggravated, frustrated pain, he gets called before me. <laughs> And I said something like I like kind of like slurred. I was like, "What is this guy got a fucking headache or something?" Oh my god! <laughs> like, as he walked by me, <laughs> and they just like looked at me and just walked by. I felt really bad about yeah. it later because <laughs> I like I, don't, I had no idea. He probably like what if he had something like just some terrible wound that I just there was just not yeah. on you know like just on you, you couldn't, couldn't see, see it. it but like it was his, his, his like terrible. Um, These guys so, like yeah, collapsed I, I lock or something. <laughs> <laughs> I got my shoulder hurts. What is this guy got a fucking headache? Yeah. So, so here's the here's the real question. Here's the question though. Did you save the ball? Did I say? Oh no, it, dude. It, it would pick up like college like not even actually a, a soccer game like there weren't even really i don't even know if there were teams yeah but but were you a hero it's my question oh well i, well, I saved the you know the ball like i, I yes saved it. it was yes so yes kelly. that was completely kelly wants was jackson completely worth it completely you will have that story to tell your grandchildren and the children that you have right now that are mine and that danny babysits yeah thanks for that yeah, you're welcome. You owe me twenty bucks. All right, Danny. Have you ever broken a bone? No. Because uh, me and you, we're not. We don't do anything physical. No, we don't do anything like remotely dangerous. No. Not at all. Um, I did slide back into second base the other day during softball. How was that? I scraped up my knee. Ooh. I got in safe though, so I'm kind of a hero. Did you save the ball? Uh, well, no. I was. I was. Uh, I was a runner. Well. Okay. <laughs> I d- yeah, I didn't say the book. Next topic. Okay, so if this weekend wasn't wasn't fun enough for me, given the uh, the game on Saturday, uh, and I did we did know this was coming, but on Monday night during Monday Night Football, ESPN premiered the latest and final trailer for Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Um, so that was kind of incredible. So basically, on my my timeline on Facebook, all I saw all the time was the Star Wars trailer and the play from that game. And I'm not really sure which one I've watched the most, um, but it, it's probably neck and neck. Um, you know, since this podcast is about me, 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 do you? <laughs> I'm kidding. Have you guys have you guys watched this trailer? Have you watched it? Oh, yeah. Have you watched well, it? Of course we have, Kale. Yes. Okay. Okay. What do we think? What do we think of it? It looks amazing. All right, so more or less, more or less excited, Danny. Wait, sorry, more excited, less excited, or, or exactly excited as you were before you saw this trailer? More excited for sure. All right, Kelly. Uh, I'm gonna say the same. Okay. This was actually hey, the Kelly, first I'm trailer a- that I really wasn't that impressed with. Um, oh fuck you, Kelly. Kelly, yes, Kelly. Yeah, fuck we me, agree, right? dude. That's what I always say, and <laughs> we- that's what my mom and dad always said. So, Kelly, are you being genuine when you say that? Or? Well, I, well, I think I was gonna add before uh, Danny brought back a lot of uh, terrible memories. Um, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that uh, I, it's grown on me, but the first time I saw it. Uh, and I think this is, like, going to be a problem. Like, for me, I don't know if it's going to be for anybody else. This is going to be a real problem for me is the fact that I'm just, like, already kind of burnt out on Star Wars stuff. Um, wow. It's like There's every, a movie every out day yet. of the week I'm hearing about some new comic book or a drawing or, a, you know, a fucking toy that comes out. And <laughs> I'm sick of it already. And I just, you know, I think that, like... They do the trailers extremely well. It's a really great trailer. It doesn't spoil everything. It like right, leads you to anything. like speculate on like everything that's gonna happen in this movie, which all looks amazing. 
but it's just like you know tomorrow it's just like three new movies about han solo's like fun weekend that one time are coming out next week and it's just like <laughs> i i don't know so that kind of i think that dampened it a little little bit for me but i will say that yes i'm still very excited yeah, I think that oversaturation scares me as well. But um, well, let's talk about the, the the spoilers or lack of. I mean, this time, this time uh, during when Revenge of the Sith came out. So like you know that came out in May. So you know whatever. What is that? March or whatever. March of the year of two thousand five before Revenge of the Sith came out. Um, the script had leaked. Uh, we I did had not know that. Cli- we we had various clips of uh, of of the movie. That had leaked either from a video game that was coming out or the Star Wars Trivial Pursuit game that came out before the movie that had clips from Revenge of the Sith. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> so that was crazy stuff. So I really, really, really applaud them for. I we we know nothing about this movie. For just not. I mean, the concept are, the the concept art leaked a while ago, but whatever. It didn't really spoil anything. I liked that. Um, that that I was still during the time where we weren't really like hearing so much about it, and I didn't think that it ruined really anything for me, at least. Maybe for yeah. Well, the art in this movie is amazing. Like it all looks incredible. Yeah. Um, but so I, I guess does it? Do you think it's benefit? I mean, I guess I want to ask you guys because, you know, I, what I've been telling people is that there's as much in this trailer story wise as there is in the first trailer they released almost a year ago. And I just got. I guess what I want you to know. I want you guys to. What I want to know from you guys is, I mean, does that matter to you? Like, do you care about? Spoilers? I mean, do you, does that ruin the movie for you if you find out that this person's this person's child now? Do you know what I mean? Like, if 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 they came out and said Ray is the next Skywalker, the girl in the movie, would that ruin it for you guys? Instead of finding out ten minutes left in the movie or whatever's going to happen? Well, I mean, I don't think that would you know that wouldn't ruin the movie for me because that doesn't ruin the plot. I don't think the plot right. is going to revolve just around the fact that she's related potentially to somebody else in the movie. So where do you cross the line, like deaths or like? I think it's definitely like, deaths, and I think this recently was done actually by the like the newest Hunger Games uh, movie. Oh, they really? released a trailer that just blatantly spoiled like a huge plot point uh, in the movie, and I like uh, don't really care too much about Hunger Games. Uh, I never read the books, and I found the movies pretty boring but uh yeah they like they released this trailer and it's like i mean obviously like you know if you're listening huge spoilers for the hunger games like all right huge spoiler uh, hunger games spoilers uh, plug your ears fans um yeah i don't care go but ahead anyway so like the whole like like premise of this movie is this girl katniss gets into this crazy death tournament um to prevent her sister from having to do it um like they were right. gonna pick her sister but then she's like no i volunteer i'm cool and stuff um <laughs> and uh the in the last book or in and in, in this last movie her little sister dies. Um oh, and, wow. which is like a huge thing cuz that's like kind of one of the like foundations that the whole story is, you know, put upon and like uh Right, she probably has, you know, she probably questions everything she did if she didn't even save her sister or all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, just like right? this is like the whole reason for this and then she like like she dies and then like the first trailer that they put out for this movie is just uh it doesn't directly spoil the death of her uh sister, but like the whole like, you know, this whole movie up all these movies up to this point, they don't really you don't care too much about the sister other than the fact that like, you know, she's the reason she's in this. You don't really see her on yeah. screen or anything. This whole trailer is literally uh like a tribute video to her little sister. And it's just like her in the they have some kind of weird language like her final sacrifice will be the like and it's just like you just know that she died she lost someone really close yeah, to it's her just and there's so like a picture obvious. of her and it's like i again it's like the whole like uh like nazi thing on the news from last week it's like how did this get by someone like so many people yeah like wh- why didn't anyone just say this is stupid yeah and yeah so th- i think that's where you draw the line but well I, that's why i'm really <laughs> impressed with the force awakens i mean obviously they're not going to show a death in these trailers but like they're just not sure i mean there's i have no idea what's going on in this movie i mean people can guess about it but there's nothing we don't know i mean we, we know literally nothing and i think it's impressive and it it creates more intrigue for a movie that everyone's gonna go see anyways um do you guys hear it's, it's gonna make it already ma- they, they say that it's made millions of dollars already and it's october yeah, i heard it was something ridiculous like uh 6.5 million and imax yeah, tickets and IMAX only. tickets alone yeah isn't that ridiculous? and it just broke all those websites that were doing pre-sales and yeah yeah 
I mean, this is kind of going to change the landscape of how you saw a movie, I think. I, um, well, I mean, I don't think that model really works for much. For, for every yeah, movie. Yeah, it doesn't work no, for much but no, other than something no, that you're already it, just crazily obsessed about. Well, it doesn't, but I bet, why not? Why, bat, Batman will probably try to do this, you know? Yeah. I bet the bet Captain America 3 might try to do this. I mean, it doesn't hurt them to put tickets on sale early. Yeah. Um, but I did it. <laughs> I bought 10 tickets on uh, on Monday night, and I, I shit you not, I made this my status. I think people thought I was joking. But I got a call and a text from Bank of America the next morning. And they were like, are these last three purchases you? And, you know, the la- one of them was Starbucks. One of them was Rite Aid. You know, no, things I do all the time. And then the last one was, you know, 10 tickets for a movie that comes out in December. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I called them. Like, yep, I, that was <laughs> me. Um, Danny, you're maybe... I, I feel like you're the least familiar with Star Wars. Are you going to... Out of the three of us, not in the world, are you going to watch these movies beforehand or something? Are you gonna try to brush up, or or do you think it doesn't matter? Because I think it doesn't matter. I think they're making this movie so that anyone can go see it. Yeah, I don't think so, but I think I will watch the uh, the originals just for just for fun and to get myself just pumped. for shits. Yeah, yeah. Kale, are you gonna do one of those like I've I've just seen like advertisements for the uh, starts at four a.m. Ends at 7 a.m. with the premiere of Force Awakens, like watching episode one through episode six thing. Are you going to do that? Fuck that, dude. What? Oh my gosh. Dude, you know how many times I've bought that trilogy? Um, At least five. Okay. If you don't count. Give me time. Come on. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I just, look, I, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I've seen all those movies a thousand times, and I will watch them again in my home, and I'll be okay with that. I think. All right. I think it's. You know, what? I feel fun, like we I, should. The three of us should watch the Star Wars movies together, just to get Kale's like ridiculously informed, like you know, reactions to all of the movies. Danny's kind of like indifferent, and mine kind of like in between. Right. And then we'll make it into a podcast. I, I'm already. Episode. So I'm writing a blog post about my incredibly detailed trailer analysis. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's already ridiculous. I gotta cut back already. I don't know why I have so much to say about this, but I do. Also, the the big thing, the one thing that yeah, is is uh, is Luke that Darth Vadery looking dude, right? Is that is am I like so off base with that? But well, you did you assume that because. You heard that on the internet, or because after seeing the trailer and him and Luke not being in the poster, it made you think that. What made me think it was "Let's finish what we started" or whatever that line, right away. Right, right. Um, See, I, I, I would didn't say read into I would that, that way at all. I'm like, I that kind of blows my mind. What do you like? So Luke is the masked dude, or what? I don't. Yeah, get the it. guy, the, the the Darth Vader looking guy with like the vacuum attachment to his mouth. Yeah, yeah, Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, that's like a named character that we know who it is. Well, yeah, that doesn't mean it's not Luke, but okay. I'll tell you why I don't think it's Luke, if this hurts you. No, that's um, okay. I just... There's two reasons. It's because the last shot of the of the trailer when Kylo Ren uh, clashes lightsabers with Finn, John Boyega, um, you can see that uh, Kylo's mask is off, and you can see that it's Adam Driver's hair. Um, it's also played by Adam Driver, who isn't Mark Hamill. Okay. And the other thing is, they've they have still shots of from this movie out with Kylo Ren without his mask, and it's not Luke. Okay. I mean, that's pretty. That doesn't mean there's not some sort of metaphysical force. You know, maybe he's maybe he's uh, combined himself with uh, Obi Wan Kenobi's <laughs> spirit or something. No, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Combine myself with Adam Driver. They've forced, they, they've joined bumps. forces. <laughs> and the movie's ruined. And Just movie's like ruined. that. Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, I thought you saw like a, um, there's like a little clip of him putting his like robotic hand on uh, R2. Yeah, on right? R2. That's what everyone, everyone thinks that that's Luke. And I, I would, I would bet that is Luke. Um, there's also been a photo leaked of Mark Hamill in his Jedi robe. That's the other thing. Yeah, like on the set of episode eight or whatever, where he also like got didn't he get injured or something? Um, I don't. That's uh, that's hearsay. Um, that's hearsay. You know what they say, Kale. 
if you don't hear it, don't say it. Classic. Classic. So I I uh, I'm most ex- this this is the movie I'm most excited for this fall. Danny, is this this hasn't trumped Creed for you, has it? Oh no, not not at all. No, oh no, don't please. Why would you even suggest please. that, Kale? No. No. I pre-ordered Creed tickets from this dude off the street months ago. <laughs> <laughs> And I hear that's like a legitimate way to do it. Like any other movie, that would be a terrible decision. But you know. yeah, you just you find somebody who's got tickets. I need tickets. They wear the signs, and hey, you got I tickets, need tickets for free. Yeah. One day, Danny will uh, will explain our um, Big Ten championship game scalping story. Oh yes, for another time. But uh, I don't want to get into that yet. Um, well, I so I I wonder. So I want to I want to I want to just hedge hedge some bets here. I've looked at the the films that are going to come out this fall, and um, I wonder. So my most ex- anticipated movie is uh, is The Force Awakens, and Danny's is Creed, and um, it's, it seems like uh, Kelly is a little less enthused about Star Wars these days as I thought he might be. Um, so I want to look. I, I want to try to guess. We, Danny, you were both going to give one guess on what movie Kelly is most excited for for the rest of 2015, uh, and then he'll tell us the real answer. Alright, let me find that. Let me look up the anticipated movies. Well, I already know what it is. It comes out this weekend. Oh, uh, you know what? You're wrong. What? No, come but on. But it is Don't... a very, you know, it, I, I would thought about it, and I, like, and I think I know what movie you're talking about, and uh, that I think that was probably the best guess you could have had. But there's something that just, that entered the mix that is just wonder, so undeniably I, I, amazing that I myself had forgotten about until you sent us like you know what you like you this wager um, that okay, it, yeah. wait a second there's no way we're thinking of the same movie all right well maybe not but but, but I'll get to, okay fine I'm gonna change my I'm gonna change no, my guess you, though, but no I'm gonna get but back. you gotta you gotta do you gotta tell me what movie it will, you gotta do what I what I say you do it. Did Magic Mike XXL come out yet, or is that still... Oh, uh, yeah, that did and come uh, out. Yeah, well, you know. I haven't seen the first one. <laughs> you should be excited for the next one. All right, well, I am. All right. I've heard it's good. Give me one, give um, me one second, sorry. I have, my nose is running like crazy. Jesus right Christ. Okay, uh, Kelly, is it My Nazi Legacy? Huh? My Nazi Legacy. It's a documentary coming coming out. Oh, uh, and you thought that was it? That's your. That's what you're. That's what you wanted to. No, 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 no. Um, monster. Jesus, Danny. Is that like a speeder going by? Star Wars. I don't know. It was a, yeah, the snow speeder just drove <laughs> by Danny's apartment. Um. But that was that really your what you thought? No, you know what? Um, it's Krampus, isn't it? No, but that's also a contender. Damn it! Danny? Kelly, can I tell you what my original guess was? Yes. Gem and the Holograms. That's coming out um, this weekend? I think so. It says October 23rd. Huh. Did you think I thought... Do you think I was legitimately saying Steve Jobs? Yeah. No, fuck that. I don't know. I feel like you just... Know that I love Danny Boyle, and uh, I I do, and I'm excited for that movie. But okay, sorry. Um, Realize so how you missed I'm it, Danny. High maintenance, I am. Danny, yeah. um, I guess Krampus and Gem and the Holograms. It was neither of those. What is Krampus? Um, it's a movie about Krampus. Krampus, dude. Krampus. Danny, get your Krampus together. Krampus is a horned. Yes, read it. Continue. Continue. Krampus is a horned anthropomorphic figure. Anthropomorphic. According to traditional narratives around the figure, Krampus punishes children. I had to see full article. Hang on. Give me a second. (laughs) Oh, come on. (laughs) Krampus is a horned anthropomorphic figure. According to the traditional narratives around the figure, Krampus punishes children during the Christmas season who have misbehaved in contrast with St. Nicholas, who rewards well-behaved ones with gifts. Awesome. Regions yeah. in the Austria. I've never heard of Krampus. Yeah, Krampus is the best, dude. Wow. Well, I've heard of him because Krampus is Jewish, actually. Is it really? And, um, no. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's even better. Oh. Krampus. 
They're how, making a movie called Krampus. <laughs> or or Krampus Marshes. Oh God! Way to tie it back in with Woodward's Detroit. Yeah, uh, we're a Detroit podcast, everyone. Danny, what is uh, Kelly's favorite uh, or his most anticipated movie of the fall winter? Go. Uh, I don't even know what's coming out. Um, oh, you're supposed to prepare for these things, man. That's why we should we send you the show email? notes. What? <laughs> was this in the email? Yeah, it was, yeah. but it was it wasn't. Trying to figure out what Kelly's <laughs> most anticipated movie is. You're right. Oh, look at oh yeah, it wasn't the email. It didn't say list. anything. So see, we tried. I didn't see the part that said "look at the list." I thought it was like, "Let's just try to figure it out." Like maybe we'll make one up and be goofy. We'll figure it out. Come on, Summer Sanders, figure it out. What is she figure it out? <laughs> it means you're an animal that's like a human. Oh, okay, okay. Um, like Yogi Bear would be anthropomorphic. Oh, sounds like a. Terrible or Kelly's movie. dog, Odin. Anthropomorphic. Okay. Um, movies coming out in 2015. <sighs> Hang on, everyone, take the journey with me. <laughs> and yeah, this is this is fun. We just do a googling podcast. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna search things today. Um, what does anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic mean? Anthropomorphic. Ooh, what's this? Um, do you believe? Oh, it's a Christian movie. Kelly's going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> the film, What's the plot? The film begins with... Oh, Sean Astin's in this movie? Fucking Rudy's in this? Wow. Sybil Shepard. Wow, I thought she's still alive. The film begins <laughs> with an opening quote from James 2.17. Kelly, please quote James 2.17. Um, the murder will reign only after... <laughs> The ear of the dog is uh, published. <laughs> yes. So say the, the, <laughs> the Lord our Savior. Is that close? Very close. It's it's it follows Krampus's reign of terror. <laughs> An older couple have lost their only child. Bummer. The affermented pastor and his <laughs> wife. We're unable to conceive a child. That sounds like a mother, fucking snooze fest. <laughs> and young, hang uh, on, it's good, no. it's good. A a mother and young daughter find themselves homeless. Hilarious. A young nurse and her <laughs> husband. It's funny. It's funny. Let me. Ca- I'll keep going. Are caught in a court case that may ruin their lives. Wow, this is the <laughs> worst right. plot I've. Okay. They lost me with mother, the first like twenty minutes of the movie, but they reeled me back in with the you know court case that may ruin their lives for some reason. It gets Holy better. shit, this was filmed in Michigan. Oh, really? I didn't even get there. A young mother shit. is about to give birth. A war veteran returns home with PTSD. A suicidal woman seeks her, seeks to see her father and feel loved again. A street gang is caught up in the mix when one of the members, Schwazy, that's, in, that's the actor's name, Schwazy, unexpectedly ends up in church while running and hiding from the police. The core message for all involved in the drama is a simple question, do you believe? Wow. Do you believe received negative reviews from critics? Civil <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Shepherds in this movie. Lee this Majors. was filmed in fucking Michigan. Yeah, Lee Majors is from Detroit. I love Lee I Majors. Know that. I love Lee Majors. Um, is that okay, Danny? What's Kelly waiting for this year? Do you believe? Okay, Kelly, is that it? Is that the movie you're most anticipated? Oh, uh, it is not. Oh, what is it? Um. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> Some anticipation. Right, no, okay, imagine I if I was it, like, Kale, what movie are you most anticipated for this fall and winter? Oh, it's the, um, <laughs> uh, what is that? The, um, the, the force, um, force, uh, it gets up and goes to the bathroom? Mm-hmm. It sure do. Now, what do you, uh, what is it, Kelly? It's, uh, Hateful Eight. Oh, I'm very much excited yeah. for it, and I'm sending you guys something right now. And I don't know if you guys uh, know that I'm uh, just a gigantic Kurt Russell fan. I couldn't love anyone more than him, and I refuse to. Um, but this movie is basically uh, like a remake of one of his um, 
most famous roles, which was like in the movie The Thing. And right. uh, this, I sent you this. Uh, it's like a mashup trailer: the trailer for The Thing and the trailer for The Hateful Eight. They're kind of in a lot of ways the same movie. And it's just a group of people stuck in this remote location, and one of them, or more than one of them, uh, isn't what they say they are. And it's Quentin Tarantino, and it's just going to be amazing. I'm really excited. This is sweet. It's awesome. That's that's cool. Yeah, I'm pumped for this movie. This movie's going up against Star Wars, dude. Yeah, I know. It's, I mean... And so is The Revenant, I think. Yeah. I don't know why those movies are, like... If they just waited a week, they'd be good. Yeah, it seems kind of weird. But, um... Yeah, dude, are you going to try to go to a 70mm theater and see this? Yes, I definitely am. We should try to do that. I would love to do that, because, yeah, it's just... I was really, like, excited for this movie when I first heard about it, and then, like, the, um... The script for it leaked or something? (laughs) Sorry about that. What was that? There's an emergency right outside. An ambulance. What? That pulled right in front of my apartment. How's that? <laughs> ambulance that pulled right outside the apartment. Wow. That freaked me out. <laughs> ah. And the, the worst part about that is I didn't hear you at all. And I was like, uh-oh. Is he okay? <laughs> Guys. Cool. Hateful Eight. Yeah, I'm pumped. Um, okay. Quick. Real quick. I want to get to... Uh, the other thing that's been all over everyone's news feed this week and today is the fact that today as we record this is October 21st. And I don't have to tell you because you've freaking heard about it a million times. This is the date, October 21st, 2015, that Marty McFly travels to in the sequel to Back to the Future. Now, I am Back to the Future is like third on the list for me from Star Wars Indiana Jones um, as like my favorite movie of all time. And... I think it's a cool day, and everyone's freaking out about it. Do you guys care for this movie or, or, or this at all? Does this make you feel old? Does, what's? I want to know your opinions. I don't know, Kelly. I know that you haven't seen Back to the Future two. Correct. And Danny. Yeah, I've seen Back to the, but not in a long time. Okay, so remember that silly future he goes to. That's what they thought, you know, was going to be now. Um, and obviously it's not. Danny, you once told me that the thing about 80s movies is the farther in the future they get, the more the 80s they start to look. Yeah, totally. It's just like, it, it, it's weird. It's like a, it's, it's like just deeper 80s. <laughs> Have you guys ever, that's I mean, my, uh, analysis. that's, that's a good analysis. I mean, that's your, one of the, that's a brilliant thing you said, um, because obviously the 2015 version in, in the 1989 Back to the Future 2 movie looks nothing like um, what we have today. Uh, wh- what do you guys expect from the future in uh, in 30 years? Uh, still won't have hoverboards. Danny? I, I Daniel? Like, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I'd, I'd use a hoverboard. No, I'm serious though, because so like the, the Bob Gale, the writer, was like, we could never have anticipated like smartphones. Like they didn't realize that that would be a thing, or like right. the internet. They didn't predict these things. So you like you don't um, need to predict the next. Yeah, what like what happens thirty years from now? Like would 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 you be more conservative, knowing that they couldn't figure things out, and that things really aren't that different in terms of like, you know, we don't have flying cars and shit yet. Right. Well, I think well, you know you take the trajectory of the moment. And then take it further, right? And that's why the 80s movies look more 80s that are in the future. It's like your own time, and then you just see, like, where is this going? Right. So what would you, what, what would you make of our time now, then? I, it, would, like, it would have like, would to you... be... I don't know. It would have to be some mix of, like, some super Apple mechanism that, you know, kind of like the, <laughs> an iPhone. And then, <laughs> like... See? All right, so in like the future, in the future, everyone carries around these rectangles in their pockets, <laughs> and the thing is, is they're just faster and take better quality pictures uh, than they do now. Basically, I think we're all. I think if I was to do like a Back to the Future two thing, because it's like a positive future, right? It's not like right. it's not like apocalyptic future. I would be like thirty years from now it would be like, you know, everyone is just a cell phone. 
everyone is a cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> now I don't know how that works. I, just I, I don't know. Like you know the the person dressed up as a self cell phone at at the corner of the Verizon <laughs> store outside dancing with a sign. That's what everyone looks like. That's what everyone looks like. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe that's that's what it is, or it's like virtual reality. I could see that. Like, just like the world is just like you just plug yourself in, mm-hmm. and then when you got when you got to pee, you wake up, you pee, you go back into the the matrix. Totally. Kelly, Kel, does that make all the sense to you, yes. Kelly? And I think when you when people like you're well, they say this technology exists now. They say that that when you that you can basically like upload your personality and brain to like some sort of you know yeah yeah, yeah. and that like. When people pass on, you can still interact with the virtual version of them and talk to them, and it's all based off of their, you know. Yeah, that doesn't make me that excited because that doesn't benefit me. Like when I pass, you know what I mean. Like, so basically, like if if I died, you guys could still talk to me, but I can't talk to you guys. Right. That's but, not fun. I mean, you know, is that <laughs> really the, gonna miss that that much? <laughs> <laughs> this i would i would i wouldn't miss this for the world or a virtual world danny if you could if you could time travel to one one time period what would it be um i think it would have to be i always thought i always think about like explaining um like electricity like trying to explain electricity to somebody like i want to bring an artifact from today back to like you know the 1700s and just try to explain how it works <laughs> in my limited understanding of how technology works. I think it would be awesome. Like, well, you know, I think it's just funny now. Like, your lightning from the sky and basically you use it to make uh, other people on this little square, you know, talk to you. And <laughs> like, it would just be so glossed over. But it would sound well. Incredible. That's why, but it's because you can't even explain it now. Like, right, Kelly. Act like I'm from the 80s. How would you explain the internet to me? I would be like, hey, uh, Kelly, you came back from 2015. It's 1985. Well, what's different? And you'd be like, well, everyone uses the internet. And I would say, well, what's that? And then you would say. Uh, the internet is the world's largest cat video repository. <laughs> accessible by, or, yeah, by anyone from anywhere at any time. On a multitude <laughs> of uh, futuristic devices. That's a pretty good explanation. I, I do have a better understanding of the internet now that you said that. Good. What, hey, Kelly? Where where would you go if you got a time machine? Um. Yeah, I've thought I've thought about this um, quite a bit actually. I bet you, th- I bet you think about this a I lot. I do think about it a lot, and yeah, it's it's a nice it's a fun scenario. Um. <laughs> Wait, hold on. The, the lawyer just landed in Danny's room. What's going on? There seems to be some sort of situation out there. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. I think that. Oh, Jesus! It sounds okay. like the like Transformers movie is like happening outside your house. Yeah. What is going on? There's some anthropomorphic vehicles out there. <laughs> so Kelly, where would you time travel to? Um. I will. I wouldn't just go back to one place. Uh, I do really believe in the whole like if you go back in time and change something, then like the future will be you know irrevocably altered kind of scenario. Right. Um, yeah, so yeah. I would go. Been, right? I I wouldn't go forward. Uh, I fear that they would you know if I went forward at least too far forward, they'd have some kind of way to detect me and then capture me and like do experiments on me. Um, I would go backwards um, in a way. I would go from most recent past to distant past to kind of avoid the whole, uh, you know, irrevocably changing the um, the future as long as I can. And I feel like I could do wow, that. Really thought I feel like this. I could do that for a long time. Like if I went back to like you know the 1980s and then I went 1970s, 60s, 50s, and then like every decade until like the you know you know Jesus. Um, <laughs> And then I would go forward to see how doing it that way would have like totally messed up the future because there's like you know that's just like a just a whole different ball right. of wax there. 
Um, yeah. And uh, but yeah, so I would definitely change things because I knew like you know if you try to avoid changing things, you just change things in a way that isn't hilarious to you. And I would go back and you know. I don't know, give people all sorts of weird, useless things that they would never need and wouldn't really, like, you know... I certainly wouldn't give anyone, like, you know, the cure to, like, you know, diseases or something like that. It would just... I would go back to, like, the 1500s and I would give them, like, uh, like a Walkman. So, like, not even, like, you know, the high-tech stuff we have today, but just, like, stuff that I thought was cool when I was, like, 10. Um... Or, like, stuff that from before I was born that was kind of useless but was cool to, you know, people. Like, it was kind of just, like, a really silly, not that important thing that faded out of, you know, memory after, like, uh, like laser discs or something. And then right. I'd also have to, like, you know, work out, like, electricity and, like, I'd have to bring, like, a TV and stuff. I don't know. The logistics are kind of uh, complicated. I would definitely need some kind of large vehicle, larger than a DeLorean. Um to carry all of the, you know, knickknacks that I'd want to bring, like, the Crusaders or something. Yeah. Um, it would be fun to, like, bring it. It would be fun to, like, go back to, like, 1989 and show someone a mini disc and say, like, a mini disc player and say, this is going to be huge. I'm from the future. Everyone's going to love this. But it doesn't get created until 1992. You have four years or three years to figure this out and make it the biggest thing in the world. And just go back into the normal time and realize that, like, it's the biggest practical joke of all time because no one used mini discs. <laughs> they lose all their money, invest all. They lose all their money trying to develop mini disc players. You like go through the whole, I don't know, like rigmarole of like telling them like you know stuff that'll happen in like you know the next six months, like who wins the World Series and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah, like you prove to them like, that you're, and right. then you just you know pull the rug out from under them. Then you're like Zune, invest in Microsoft Zune. Yep. Yeah, that'd be funny. I would. Uh, I'm gonna add that in. I'm gonna steal that from you. <laughs> um, you sick, Danny? I think I'm getting sick. Oh God, <clears throat> is that is that contractable through podcasting? Yeah, it is. Ugh. When I send you my files. Ugh. <laughs> hey, let's uh, finish this up with uh, a little game we like to call. It's not even a game. It's just a little segment called Let's. Um, it's called uh, Hyper Criticize the Hits. So we done we done two so far. We did Fall Out Boy, Zuma Thurman, and we did uh, Shepherds. Civil Shepherds. Uh, <laughs> Geronimo. Um, I thought so. I thought when I first said we were gonna do this, I didn't stipulate it had to be a, a current hit. And I think since it's Back to the Future Day, uh, let's go back in time. Um, I wanted to uh, rip the, the shit out of Shell uh, Crow's All I Want to Do. Did you guys have a chance to listen to this song before we uh, tear into it? Uh, yeah, I did. And I oh, think yeah. that's like really cool thing about this is um, I've never seen the music videos for like, well, two of the, th or well, actually yeah, all is. three of the songs uh, that we've done. And it gives you a whole new perspective. And this one, the music video was pretty amazing. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts about it, but yeah. Um. I think maybe the reason you haven't seen some of these music videos is because they're terrible. Yeah, and I think this music video was terrible in like a different sense of the word too, because they're it's it's interestingly shot. Um, there are all these like <laughs> close-ups on parts of her face, and she's like through the right. whole video is kind of she's looking up at we don't really know what, and she's like kind of fake smiling. It seems like she's not really happy, and she's kind of looking for something. And it led me to believe that this video, like, was shot, and she was uh, kind of forced. was pointing a gun yeah, at her. Yeah, she was forced to perform <laughs> under duress. And um, it just like the whole time, it's just like, am I doing it good? Like, please don't hurt me. Um, and <laughs> All I want to do is have not die. Yeah, and I thought it was great too because it's a song about having fun, and she's also just she's just being like you know put through this ordeal, she, and that's what she that's does what, look incredibly uncomfortable. This whole music she video. does, and I you know that that's what I thought. I guess other than that, I mean the song's perfect. I don't think you can. There's nothing wrong with the song's perfect. There's nothing wrong with this song. It's a classic. Danny, is this song perfect? I was surprised you this, you picked this song because it's such a... Oh, don't go there. It's such a classic. I thought you were going to say it's such a Kale song. Oh, it is a Kale song, for sure. 
You know, but this is one of those songs, dude, which it's a classic, but you sit back and you listen to it and you're like, what the hell is she saying? What is she saying? I mean, look, you guys get the lyrics up in yeah, front of you because this is important. I mean, the lyrics are it's half of music and songs, at least. Um, you know, it starts off with that stupid guitar. Um, and she goes, hit it. She says, this ain't disco. This ain't no disco, Kale. Come Sorry, on. this ain't no disco, okay, which is um, either a type of music or a venue. I guess if you're from Europe or the 70s, it's a venue. Um, it ain't no country club either. This is L.A. So it's not, a, it's not disco. It's not disco music. It's not a country club. It's a municipality in Southern California. I don't know what she's... What is she saying there? What is it? What are we talking about? The song? It's not a disco song. We're, well, that's clear, Cheryl. We know. Yeah, we also, we also know that this song is not a country club. We're very much aware of that. But it's L.A.? Yeah, like, I guess. This is... <laughs> what does that mean? Like, this is so... This song is so L.A. You know? That's what it means. This is an L.A. Yeah, song. that's her. She's L.A. with this... I mean, disco was very not in at this time. In 1994, yeah, no, it wasn't. Very no. Um, then she goes on to tell. She's she's telling a story in this song. Some guy next to her, out of nowhere, says, "All I want to do is have some fun before I die." <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says. This is, this is, all I want to do is have a little fun before I die. Says the man next to me, out of nowhere. Right. He says his name's William, but I'm sure he's Bill or Billy or Mac or Buddy. See, I feel like she sounds so kind of like narcissistic throughout all these lyrics and like singing the song. I know, it's terrible. That like, I really just feel that like the way she starts this song out is like some guy like says to me this thing and it's like, I feel like it's a guy she's known forever. And like, he thinks that they're best buds. And like, <laughs> she is just like, I don't even know your name. I don't give a shit about you. And he's like, has cancer, is about to die. And she's just has to be like you know getting hammered in front of a car wash. So okay, well yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Wait, that's true. So she's so she says I'm not sure what his name is. It might be Billy, Billy Mac, whatever, buddy. She goes and he's plain ugly to me, and I wonder if he's ever had a day of fun his whole life. <laughs> it's so mean. Yeah. What, what is she talking about? She's incredibly mean throughout this song. Like the next. Uh, the next part of the song is like they're drinking beer at noon on Tuesday in this bar outside this car wash. Yes, and then she, wait, Kelly, she starts Kelly. making fun of the people washing their cars and like what they're wearing, and just well, kind of making it sounds the way she says it. It sounds like she's kind of making fun of you if you wash your car, like you loser. Nerd. Well, I might be, I might, I might be with her on that because she points out, and I don't know where she's getting this information, but she says the good people of the world are washing their cars on their lunch break. What the fuck kind of world is she? This is L.A.? People wash their cars on their lunch break, hosing and scrubbing as best they can in skirts and suits? Yeah, I mean, I haven't been to L.A., but that just sounds like a four-hour lunch break. Just, like, getting... Like, I've heard that the <laughs> You do not have time to drink beer and wash your car on your lunch break. Yeah. And Danny. I like a good beer buzz early in the morning. I mean, it's just... This song is just reckless. Danny, do you have uh, any insight into what she's talking about? Not really. <laughs> I mean, I think, you guys, no, I, you, I want to point out. What? You guys were defending this song. Like, why would you criticize this song? It's Cheryl Crow. She's America's sweetheart. I think it, it's putting you in a state of mind, not really being, you know, it's not that literal of a song, you know. It's like, we're the type of people that do this and do that and, you know. That's just relatable because she's she's like this cute Cheryl Crow lady who you would never think goes to a uh, you know a bar at noon and drinks with an old man who wants to have fun before he dies. <laughs> yeah, but why is she? That's, why that's is she right. making fun of his looks? Yeah, I didn't hate this song before you said that, but now that you said that, <laughs> I just hate it. <laughs> and uh, like I, oh my gosh, I gotta do some thinking. It is really oddly like. Uh, um, it's really specific 
detail to a weird degree. Like, Billy likes <laughs> to peel the labels from his bottles of Bud. He shreds them on the bar. Then he lights every match in an oversized pack, letting each one burn down to his thick fingers before blowing and cursing them out, and he's watching the bottles of Bud as they spin on the floor. That, what? what the f- that's like serial killer ramblings. <laughs> Dude, that's like that's like Billy Joel and Kanye West uh, did LSD together and wrote lyrics. <laughs> yeah. That's what that is. That is like a yeah, that is a line uh, from Piano Man. Like, like yeah, or, just uh, scenes from an Italian restaurant yeah. and uh, Gold Digger. A bottle of red, a shredded piece of Bud Light label that you just want to just rip from your fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> Very disturbing. Danny, what do you think? What do you make of the music here? Uh, music expert okay, of the Woodwards with Friends uh, podcast. Yeah, play it, play it. This ain't no disco. It ain't no country club either. This is LA. All I want to do is have a little fun before I die. There's a man next to me out of nowhere. Oh my god. What? Heard something I died. I don't know if I've heard that before in all my studies of of Cheryl Crow. Crows and just <clears throat> musicology in general. What did, what did you hear, dude? It looks like she went from a C to a G to a <laughs> D minor. <laughs> How have our heads not exploded? <laughs> Let me let's keep listening. <laughs> okay, I think if you go to 145, you can obviously tell that the drummer is blind and he doesn't know. Where he <laughs> well, is. I'm having a great time getting screen caps of her singing. This is the most unconfident (laughs) delivery of any song. (laughs) That's great. Okay, guys, uh, let's end this show with uh, you guys giving me some suggestions of things I should draw. Um, Kelly, you want to go first? Um. Yeah, I want you to draw Cheryl Crow running in that uh, last touchdown uh, for MSU. <laughs> okay. Will do. Danny? Um, I would like you to draw your vision of the future. With us involved, you know, of course. Yeah, of course. All right. Will do. Um, as usual, if you have questions, uh, concerns, suggestions, death threats, or any of uh, anything else, you can email us at wordwordsdetroit at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at wordwordsdet. Um, uh, D- uh, Dan, you want to take us out here? Uh, sure. Thank you for listening. Uh, we've all enjoyed spending our time here today uh, talking to our computers and Googling things for reference. For all of us, that <laughs> words. I'm I'm Danny. I'm Kale. Uh, I'm Kelly. And we'll uh, we'll see you guys next time. This has been a WoodwardsDetroit.com production. Your Detroit Avenue to alternative pop culture talk. <laughs>